We believe that we are saved in a way that we would call corporately. We're saved corporately. It basically means we aren't saved uh, individually our own. We're, we're loved individually our own. We do, um, God would save each person one at a time. It is a unique personal relationship we have with Jesus Christ. But it's not uh, a, like I'm saved because I got it, right? It's a saved because we got it is what we mean when we say that we're saved corporately. We do recognize the word comes from the word corpse, right? Corporate, corpse. So we can see in this dynamic that what the Lord is saving is you, your body, your person. But then by extension of that, the reason you are saved is because he took on personhood. He took on flesh, and in taking on flesh, he united all of us. So we are saved together. And then we say corporately, and we can mean that as the whole. And so it's like you're saved as a, a friendship maybe would be the easiest way to look at it. Right? And why do I say this? I say this because uh, we can see this play out in the way in which in our lives maybe we want a spiritual experience. Right? My guess would be everybody here at church is at least heard of someone who maybe not exactly like the blind man had something happen to them that was sort of like that, where they're like, oh my gosh, right? Can you all take one moment, think, do you know anybody that in relationship with Christ to the church or some journey in the, with Jesus, they said, oh my gosh, what's your response in front of that? What happened? Okay, now maybe you didn't even have to ask that. Maybe they just offered it, and that's the whole dynamic is, oh my gosh, was the story of what happened to me. Right? And you possibly don't know that they're, you don't, maybe they're not your friend or you don't know them, but you, there's no way you've been at church here uh, without having heard it at least a few times, because that's all I do, is I'm like, oh my gosh. Right? So you've at least heard. And then what is a response to that that can happen to us? Why not me? Or how about me? Or it's even possible, not me. Right? The minute that something happens to someone, it invest us. This is what we mean when we say corporately. It invests all who are around them. And what do we see? We see that the blind man, when he's healed, it begins to invest all those around him. And people start then calling into question what it is that happened. Right? And what do we see? They fall into two camps. Now, interestingly enough, why is it not enough for them to just take the man at his word that I can see? I mean, they witnessed someone who couldn't see, able to see, and then they're like bickering. Why did it happen? Did it happen? Did, could, is this the one? Is this not the one? <laughs> now, some of them probably are like, oh my gosh, it's him. It's him. He can see. He can see. 
And you know for sure. I mean, imagine if you were over at the muck and someone was in a wheelchair and every day you saw them in the wheelchair and then one day they're not in the wheelchair, they're standing, right? You would run to everywhere you went, you'd tell the story. You'd be like, you would believe. But then someone would say, well, maybe he didn't really need to be in the wheelchair. And the further you get from the event that happened, the further you get away from the actual concrete person, the more it's possible that your mind could begin to go to a place that was in another way. And so, in the gospel, in front of a blind man, you can be divided. And you can immediately leave the facts that are right in front of you for something that's of a creation in your head. Sometimes that creation that's in your head is simple as, how come not me? If you have witnessed any single person that claims that they used to be one way and now they're another and Jesus is the reason it happened, if you have seen one person who can claim that their life has been touched by Jesus Christ in a particular way, then you have received the same miracle. It's corporate. And you can stand in awe that you partook as a witness to something God did in this world. And when you fend off that dynamic of going down there and just stay in the disposition of like wonder, you can sort of feel, oh, this is for me. This is why reading Lives of the Saints, when we, when we read these stories about the saints, this is why they inflame us. Now, they feel too far away to make us feel like, oh, we're left out. That's why we can allow that to happen. But when it's so close to us, we have a harder time allowing ourselves to be a part of it, allowing what has happened to somebody else move into having it happen to us, and it's easier to revert to be. Why? Because they're just like us. And it's a sign to us that we put people who have mystical experiences, people who are saints, we put them far away as if it couldn't be for me. And then when they're close to us, We don't know how to respond. But what do we have here? We have here a choice between two things. Either this happened or it did not. And how do I know whether I believe it happened or not? I have to pay attention to my heart. I have to receive it as if it's for me. And when I receive it as if it's for me, you can tell the difference between the debate and the one who wants to analyze it versus the one who is in wonder before the fact that one was like this and now they're of the work of God in this world. And any person who hangs out long enough with people who have been blind and now see in whatever version that is, there's no one that hangs out with people like that that eventually don't find themselves standing up in ways they never thought they would. Because we're saved corporately.
How does the event of Christ happen for us today? How does the event of Christ happen for you today? How does the event of Christ happen again? Because maybe it seems like a faint memory. You must spend time with the body. And the more the body is speaking his name, the more his presence transforms hearts. Do you have someone in your life that speaks of him? Do you have someone in your life that you speak to of him? I just spent eight days on a silent retreat. I haven't done something like that in five years. And one of the many things that I made a judgment of when I left was sometimes I don't know what it is that is best for me. And my spiritual director told me, you, my friend, need some help. Not like that, but that's the way I interpreted it. Because he was telling me to do something that wasn't my idea. So I'm like, you think you know what's best for me? Well, I'll pray about it. (laughs) And so I did. And then I looked at my calendar and I realized you were all going on spring break. And I saw God open up eight days for me. I have to stay close to that man, my spiritual director. For me to not forget that he has helped me see. I need to stay close to people who see him or I forget that he wants me to stand and rise and live in a different way. I need to hear from ordinary people. I need to hear from the newest person that just arrived. The rekindle in me, the wonder and awe of what it is that has happened to me in my baptism. Or for me too, the whole Christian thing becomes an idea in my head. And I know one thing for sure. That if you remain close to me, you will know when I'm in wonder or when I'm in an idea. And you'll have a choice like they did. When I was coming home, I stopped to get something to eat. And this woman that I knew walked in the restaurant in Sioux Falls. And she started talking to me about things she had no idea were exactly what the Lord was telling me on my retreat. 
us in wonder before God, who is really in my life at Qdoba. But I didn't have any other explanation for why what happened to me in silence, she was speaking word for word into my heart. And she sent me a text message later on and said how much it meant that we had crossed paths and how much she needed to see me and how things had happened for her. And I thought to myself, you have no idea, do you, that you gave me the thing you think I gave you. My friends, this is what it means that God saves us corporately. Stay close to the people who lead you to him. Pray for the grace to have the courage to speak to your friends of where you see him work in your life. And trust that whether you're a bystander or whether you're the one that it's happening to you in the moment, don't worry, because he saves us together. But you can go astray. You are free, and you can end up on the other side battling about who Jesus might be. Have no fear, though. I'm kind of like my spiritual director. If you're around me long enough, I'll see you, and I'll say, hey, you, come here. And if you can't tell me about Jesus, I'll find someone else who can, or I will, too. Have absolute confidence that God is the one who has brought you here tonight, that you might recognize the wonder of what you were given in baptism.